going to be more organized. I really am. Oh, I wish I could lose a few pounds. I definitely plan to spend more time reading my Bible and praying. Now I know how important it is to exercise. I'm going to start exercising. I think I have a book in me that needs to be written, and I'm going to do it one of these days. I know it's not nice to gossip. It's one of my bad habits, but I'm going to stop. Wishes, plans, desires, they're all good and we all have them. But wish and don't make it so. Today on The Christian Working Woman, Mary Lohman begins a two-part series on how to turn wishes into goals and make them happen. I'm Julie Bastide, and if you have some difficulty in that area, I invite you to stay with us. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Don't you think all of us make the mistake of planning and wishing to do lots of things? But I don't know, somehow we never quite make it. I've done more than my share of it, so I thought it might be helpful to talk about turning all those wishes into goals and, by God's grace, get them done. Mm, I agree. So please help us to become more goal-oriented. Do you know the difference in a wish and a goal? Lots of us wish for many good things, but not too many of us see those good things happen in our lives because we haven't turned our wishes into goals. A goal is not a wish. A goal is realistic and achievable. It has a time schedule. A goal is simple and specific. It is measurable in terms of numbers and specifics, and it's written down for accountability. I could wish all day that I could be an accountant, but that could never be a goal because it's not achievable for me. A goal has a time schedule and is measurable in some way or another. I may wish to lose weight, but in order to do that, I need to set a goal and a time frame for that goal. I'll lose five pounds in four weeks, something like that. That's a goal. Now, given that definition of a goal, are you truly a goal-oriented person, or do you just wish a lot? I find many times we have a lot of good wishes, but we don't take those wishes and turn them into goals that we work to achieve. Well, after all, wishes don't take any energy or discipline, do they? But goals do. Wishes don't require any commitment from us. Goals do. For instance, you may wish that you had a closer walk with God, you may wish that you really knew how to pray with power. You may wish that you knew the Bible better. Those are good wishes. But my friends, until you turn them into goals, your spiritual growth will stagnate. If you listen to this program regularly, you've heard me suggest things for you to do that will help you turn wishes into goals. For instance, I've encouraged you to put on the inner garments of Colossians 3 on a daily basis to set specific guidelines for your thought life and practice bringing your thoughts into captivity, to establish a time each day that you spend getting to know God, and many more. Those are just ideas to help you turn from a wisher into a doer. So ask yourself this question. Am I a task-oriented person or a goal-oriented person? What's the difference? Well, a task-oriented person focuses on doing things right, but a goal-oriented person focuses on doing the right things right. Are you doing the right thing or just doing things right? Certainly, a goal-oriented person must be a task-oriented person frequently, but it's possible to be task-oriented 
without being goal-oriented. In other words, you could work very hard and always be busy, but never truly be focused on worthwhile goals and never see any of your dreams and plans realized because of being task-oriented rather than goal-oriented. Well, let's ask this question. Why is it important for a Christian to be goal-oriented? The Bible frequently admonishes us to look for the big picture and set our eyes on the goal. We're reminded not to just look at the visible things around us, but to fix our eyes on the invisible things, to see beyond the obvious and set our eyes on the eternal. Well, that's really what being a goal-oriented person is all about. It's the ability to look beyond the everyday duties and responsibilities and the minutia that tends to eat up all our time and make sure you're focusing your life and energy on goals that add value and make a difference. Jesus said, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And he also said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. He said, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. That was his prayer to the Father. Now, these passages underline the fact that Jesus was a doer. He didn't waste time talking about what he wanted to do. He did what the Father had sent him to do. He came to this earth with certain goals in mind, and nothing was going to stop him from reaching his goals. He said he had come to do the Father's will, and he did it. At times, the disciples tried to dissuade him from the Father's will. His enemies tried to keep him from doing the Father's will. Satan tempted him to try to keep him from doing the Father's will. But Jesus was a goal-oriented person, and nothing would make him take his eyes off the goal. We really need more Christians who will become goal-oriented doers and not just wishers and dreamers. Perhaps you've met the Tater family. I've talked about them before. There's Dick Tater, the father, and Emmy Tater, his wife, and their daughter, Hezzy Tater, and their son, Agitator. (laughs) And then there's Grandpa Spectator. Well, believe me, the world is full of spectators and hesitators, people who have good intentions but never reach their goals because they don't know how or they're not willing to turn their wishes into goals and then do them. That's where the blessing of God comes to us, in the doing. What are the results of being a goal-oriented person? Well, first and foremost, you bring glory to God. When we are doers and not just hearers, God is honored. That really should be all the reason we need to motivate us to be more goal-oriented. It pleases Jesus, and that's enough, isn't it? But there's more. You are blessed, happy, fulfilled, and joyful. There's real joy. You know, real satisfaction in being productive and seeing that you've quit talking and gone to doing. God intended us to be that kind of people. So obviously, we are happiest when we are in his will. Now, let me emphasize that when you are goal-oriented and you become a doer, not just a wisher or a hearer, you benefit more than anyone else. Do you find yourself discouraged a lot? It could be because you're not turning wishes into goals. Do you find that you are often discontented with life or with yourself? Maybe that's because you never get around to doing the things that will bring more value and meaning into your life and make you feel better about yourself. 
You are good stewards of your gifts and talents, and you'll receive a better reward. That's another good reason to be goal-oriented. The Bible frequently talks about the rewards that await us in heaven, and we will receive awards based on our performance. Now, be sure to know this. Getting into heaven is not based on our performance. That's based on faith and trust in the blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins that he freely offers. But the Bible clearly teaches that rewards will be given for those who have obeyed the Lord and used their gifts really well. Those rewards we receive in heaven are the things we can cast at the feet of Jesus when we worship him on his throne. So do you want to have some tributes to bring to Jesus? You need to be goal-oriented and turn some of those wishes into goals so you'll have rewards to give to Jesus. Also, if you remember the parable Jesus taught about the talents, he illustrated that those who use their gifts and talents well will be blessed with more to use. When you're a goal-oriented person, you'll be using God-given gifts more effectively, and that will open up the door for God to give you more talents and abilities. If you've been thinking that you just don't have what it takes to do what you want to do, it could be because you aren't using what God's already given you. He won't give you more talents and abilities until you use the ones you have. And then you are more content with who you are and less likely to want to be like someone else when you are goal-oriented. When you set and achieve goals that help you to accomplish things and get things done, you will have less and less reason to be jealous of others and more and more content that God has created you for special reasons and you can realize who you were meant to be in Christ. And then by being goal-oriented, you will have less stress in your life. It's a great way to reduce your stress. All those wishes that have been hanging over your head, all those things you're going to do someday, they just begin to weigh on your mind even when you're not consciously aware of them. And that can cause major energy leaks and make you exhausted a lot just thinking about those wishes that should be turned into goals. So there's any number of wonderful reasons why we should get serious about turning our wishes into goals and becoming goal-oriented people. There's another thing that's essential if you are to become goal-oriented, and that is you must be a proactive person, not a reactive person. You might ask what I mean by that. What's the difference in being proactive and reactive? Well, a proactive person is one who recognizes that she is responsible for her own actions and her choices in life. Proactive people do not blame circumstances or conditions or conditioning for their behavior. They don't look for a scapegoat to take the blame for their poor performance. A proactive person has the ability to subordinate an impulse to a value. Think about that. They understand the need to wait for the best and not be driven by the desires of the moment. They know you have to work for things, earn your right, prove your worth, and put in your time. And they're willing to do without something today in order to achieve that long-term valuable goal later on. So let me repeat that. A proactive person has the ability to subordinate an impulse to a value. Proactive people are driven by values that they've carefully thought about and made a part of themselves. They have made decisions about what is important and what isn't. 
They think beyond the moment and prepare themselves to make good choices by establishing their own personal guidelines. A reactive person is one who has chosen to empower things to control them, things such as circumstances or other people, conditions. Reactive people are often affected by their physical environment. If the weather's good, they feel good. If it isn't, it affects their performance. They are affected by their social environment, by how other people treat them, by how they feel. Reactive people build their emotional lives around the behavior of others, and that empowers the weaknesses of other people to control them. Proactive people are looking for ways to make it happen. Reactive people are looking for excuses. So which one are you? Well, if you want to change and be more goal-oriented, you can, because Jesus gives us the power to be what we could never be by ourselves. Next week, I'll give you some very practical things you can do to help you become more goal-oriented. And remember that these devotionals are always available on our website. And I'm including a form that you might find helpful in turning wishes into goals. Well, I'm sure many of you will want to take advantage of the form to help you turn wishes into goals. All you need to do is visit our website at christianworkingwoman.org, and you can find a copy there to print out. Do you want accountability to memorize more scripture? Or maybe you just need some tips for the workplace. Are you looking for resources about becoming a Christian? We offer all of this and so much more. Please explore our free resources at christianworkingwoman.org. You might just find something you're looking for this week. And one of our resources is Mary's Bible Study, A Guide on Getting to Know God. You can turn your daily time with God into a meaningful adventure. A Guide on Getting to Know God Bible Study will help you develop a structured approach to Bible reading and meditation, a powerful way to praise God in prayer, and an effective method to intercede for others. Visit our website to learn more, christianworkingwoman.org. Thanks so much for connecting with us today, and be sure to tune in next week again for the second part of Mary's message on becoming a goal-oriented person. I'm Julie Bastide. Please join us again for The Christian Working Woman. Mm -hmm.